This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Have you ever heard of binge practicing before? So binge practicing is kind of what it sounds like, right? It's where you are practicing for large amounts at a time. And you could also binge practice often. So you're binge practicing frequently like right like kind of like binge watching netflix it's like you watch like five hours one day and five hours the next day and it keeps on going on like that well today i want to talk about the pros of binge practicing and the cons of binge practicing for your jazz playing let's dive into it Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Hey, what's up, everybody? Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards, what musicians just like you learn how to play jazz all while shortening the learning curve no matter what instrument you play. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. All right, so let's talk about binge practicing, right? Now, when we first hear the word binge, I think a lot of us don't really necessarily associate it with a positive thing, right? I mentioned binge, binging Netflix, right? And a lot of times we don't really think about that in a positive light. It's like we all do it at some point in time, but usually we associate it with, you know, sloth or just not being motivated or overdoing something. Or of course, like binge drinking. I mean, everybody knows binge drinking is not a good thing to do, right? So binge practicing automatically kind of sounds like, ooh, this isn't a great thing, right? And for some of us, when we think about jazz and practicing a lot, binge practicing, it kind of also can be a little triggering for us, right? Because a lot of people have said that in order to play jazz well, you need to practice a lot, right? Like you need to really dedicate a lot of time. And the reasons for that is, well, jazz is a more quote-unquote virtuosic kind of music, right? It requires more technical proficiency than some other styles of music, right? And so therefore you have to dedicate more to it. And there's more music theory to know, and there's more everything to know, right? So more focus needs to be given to jazz. Therefore, you need to practice a lot. And then, of course, there's folklore about the great jazz musicians and how much they practiced. Certainly sounds like binge practicing to me when we talk about Charlie Parker, who, you know, apparently once claimed, I think it was an interview with Paul Desmond, that he practiced for upwards of 13 hours a day for some years of time. I mean, everybody knows about John Coltrane, how much he practiced, and really just any great jazz musician that you know, any of the jazz greats, as we call them, they all practiced for long hours and lots, right? They dedicated a lot of time to it. Now, I myself have also practiced for many hours. There was a period of time in my life where I practiced for, for about five to six hours a day. I mean, obviously, this was before I had a wife and a kid or 
um, was even working full-time professionally, right? And even when I was working, I did start working full-time professionally. There was even a period of time where I still was maintaining a pretty rigorous practice routine, right? Um, now, obviously, this is because I'm a professional jazz musician, and anyone who wants to do something for a living, they obviously have to, to get dedicate more time to it. What, but what about you, right? Most people listening to this podcast are what would be called hobbyists. And it's funny, every once in a while when I call um, people who listen to this podcast hobbyists, I'll get an email with someone who's angry about me calling someone a hobbyist. Well, hobbyist isn't a bad word. It's just simply describing your relationship with music. Like you do music for fun, right? This is what you do to relax, to enjoy yourself, to learn, to explore, to you know, entertain your brain and you love music, you love jazz, all that good stuff, right? So what about you? Do you need to be binge practicing? Do you need to be practicing a lot? Because after all, right, hearing all this folklore, hearing all the hours that it seems that one might need to practice to get to anywhere substantially good at playing their instrument and improvising and playing jazz, it just seems like a tall mountain to climb. So what's the truth? Okay, so we're gonna go over the pros and the cons of binge practicing because I do believe there are both. Let's start with the pros, okay? So the pros of binge practicing, practicing large amounts often. So number one is you are going to improve your technical proficiency drastically, right? If you're spending, um, let's just say for the sake of argument, like what qualifies as binge practicing? let's just say three hours a day, right? Now it could be a little less for you because maybe it's all relative to, you know, how much time you have to practice or how much you're used to practicing in general, right? But let's just say it's three hours of practice plus a day equals binge practicing just for the sake of argument. Well, if you're doing that and sustaining that for at least five days a week, right? Let's just say, then you have no choice but to improve your technical your technical proficiency. Like the, your ability to navigate your instrument is going to be so much better than if you were just spending, for example, 30 minutes a day or just three hours a week. Simply put, because you're exposing yourself to your instrument a lot, you're navigating your instrument a lot, you're running through scales, you're running through jazz language lines that you're learning you're working on chords and comping that that you know require the ability for your fingers to move in different ways that you may not be able to to actually go through doing this you might be practicing at different tempos like up tempos and slow tempos and so you're building all this technical proficiency while working on these things when you're in this binge practicing mode and i've definitely seen this come into play for me when I used to practice all the time, five hours a day or more, certainly felt very comfortable navigating my instrument. Now, later, when I've come to a place where I don't practice near as much, right? If anything, I do what I call maintenance practicing, which is practicing to keep up your skills, right? Essentially, my technical proficiency just isn't quite as good as it used to be, right? Um, and that's just what happens when you're not able to dedicate as much time to spending on navigating your instrument. Now, the good news, though, of course, is once you have done that binge practicing, you've opened up your technique, it's not like you lose it completely or anything when you stop practicing that much. You really don't. If anything, it just kind of takes some warm up. Your fingers and your muscle memory and your brain have made those valuable connections. So you can easily come back to that point again. 
But while you're in this mode of doing this, you're unlocking a lot of doors simply from sheer exposure and time to do this. Okay. So that's pro number one. Pro number two is a word that I've already used a lot in terms of technique, but that would be sheer exposure, right? So if you're practicing jazz for upwards of three hours a day, then you're probably working on learning jazz solos by ear. You're probably working on learning new jazz standards. You're probably working on taking licks through all 12 keys. You're probably working on applying music theory and ideas, right? You're probably learning more chord voicings. Like you're expanding your vocabulary of jazz, right? The things that you can say over top of a jazz standard, right? Creatively, you're expanding, And so that exposure is 100% going to help you grow faster. Like you are going to improve your jazz skills faster just from sheer exposure. And probably, again, you're listening to more jazz music because you're having to learn more jazz music. The more you listen to jazz music, the more you're exposing yourself to it, the more familiar you get with it. It's just like learning a language 101. So that's number two. You're going to have this exposure that you otherwise wouldn't be able to get if you're in this binge practicing mode. Now, number three has more to do with your mentality. And this comes from personal experience when being in this binge practicing mode. You tend to have a little bit more confidence in your playing, right? You have a little bit more confidence. And the reason you feel more confident is because, again, you're just simply more connected to your instrument. You feel more at one with it. Now, there are some other mental games at play, which we'll talk about in a second, that are a little less positive. However, you do feel like your technique is better. So therefore, if someone were to call a fast tempo on you at a public jam session, right, the chances that you're more equipped to handle that situation are higher, right? You feel more connected to the language. You feel more connected to the music in general. So therefore you feel more confident in your playing when you're binge practicing, when you're practicing a lot, right? So to sum this all up, if you binge practice, if you practice a lot, are you going to improve faster? Potentially. Now I say potentially because we have to go over the cons here and there are certainly cons to binge practicing that I really think that you should be aware of. And then at the end, I'll tell you what I think about whether you should binge practice or not, or, you know, in general, what my best advice is for all of this, right? But I do think it's important to keep these pros in mind because, you know, I do think there are benefits of binge practicing. Obviously, it, it, it really can help you to practice a lot, right? And again, A lot of the great jazz musicians that came before us that we look up to now, well, they did practice a lot, right? Now, again, you as a hobbyist though, right? Again, that's not a bad word. I'm not insulting you. Just saying you as someone who doesn't actually do this to make money as a profession, do you need to do this? That's the question that we're answering here. So now let's move on to the cons, the cons of binge practicing. So con number one is the likelihood that you are going to burn out is very high. Okay. So the likelihood that you're going to burn out is very high. When I say burnout, I'm talking about when you do something too much, you eventually can't keep up with it. Right. So any of us who have experienced burnout at work, at our job, right. You start feeling anxious and stressed for no reason. Right. Or you can't at least place why you feel this way. You get overwhelmed. Right you start putting all this pressure on yourself, right? You get burned out because you're just doing something too much, 
right? So this can easily happen. And burnout is one of the things I'm most afraid of for my students because burnout leads to demotivation and it leads to basically not sustainability. And sustainability is actually the secret to improving as a jazz musician. So it kind of defeats the purpose of binge practicing if you do it for like two or three weeks, right? For example, and then you just burn out and you're not able to play for a while, right? You're not able to continue the journey, right? And you're also at the same time, like burnout obviously creates a bit of a psychological issue. So you start feeling like a bad connection with practicing, right? Because you've burned out and you don't feel as excited about doing it again, right? So that's number one. You're more likely to burn out. Number two, and I've already kind of hinted at this, is there's a high likelihood that you're not able to sustain binge practicing. Now, if you're someone who's retired, perhaps there's more of a likelihood that you can simply because you don't have a job. You're probably at the age where you don't have children that need you know, a lot of your attention, right? But again, I'm making a bunch of assumptions here. For a large majority of people, Binge practicing is just not an option. You don't have very much time to practice. You only have one hour a day, half an hour a day, or three hours a week, right? You only have so much time to do it. So you're probably not going to be able to sustain that amount of practicing, and therefore you're going to lose motivation and get frustrated, right? So that's not a good result of binge practicing. Because again, to me, the most important thing about practicing is sustainability. That's really how you improve, right? You can practice for large amounts of time and that will help you improve for the reasons that I mentioned earlier. But when we're talking about musical improvement for the long term, sustainability is the key. And really, that's what we want long term, right? Okay, so con number three, and this is a big one actually, <laughs> is what happens when you practice a lot is you become so close to what you're doing that it becomes difficult for you to see yourself improve, okay? It becomes difficult to see yourself improve. It's kind of like when you're around your kid, like I have a daughter, so this is why I'm thinking about this right now. You're around your your daughter. My daughter's like nine months old, so she like changes a lot like week to week. Still though, like I'm around her very closely. And so the changes that I see within her are gradual, like physically, right? And emotionally and mentally. But when her grandparents see her, because they don't live anywhere nearby, like they just are able to visit on the occasion, then they see bigger differences in her, her growth and her development, right? Because they're not as close to her. And so when you're really close to, to practicing and to playing and hearing yourself all the time, it, you strangely just are unable to really hear the progress happening. And for a lot of us, that's where we start getting really, really frustrated is when we can't see the progress happening in front of our own eyes. So it's actually, I, I often recommend when people feel this way to actually take a break from practicing for a little bit because usually when you come back after a week or so you feel refreshed and you feel like all of the things that you are learning are finally able to sink into your subconscious it's like almost like you're giving your brain a rest and things are able to come out more and you're able to see that progress happening so that's con number three now con number four is very common for binge practicing and that is 
you may be practicing things that are not actually helping you improve, or you may be just mindlessly practicing. Okay. And this is a a pretty big one, especially if you're someone who's on a time budget and you don't have a lot of time to practice, or you're just trying to improve as much as possible with each practice session that you have. Like you like to be efficient about it, right? Well, if you're practicing for long hours, unless you're very focused on very specific goals and specific things, then there's a good likelihood that you're going to start noodling at some point and you'll lose track of what you were doing and then you might come back to it, but then you'll start working on some other random thing and then you come back to it and then you'll find yourself just jamming by yourself and then you come back to something. And this is not efficient practice. So the longest practice session I personally ever did was 10 hours. Okay. You can imagine that's crazy. Like 10 hours of practice in a row. This was when I was in college. Um, I did this on a weekend And at some point though, like probably around hour six or so, it kind of just was like, I just want to practice all day. It almost became like a rite of passage thing. I'm just going to practice all day. Right. And kind of at that point, you know, and probably even a little bit before then, because six hours is still a lot of practice. You kind of just start practicing for the sake of practicing, right? You're just playing for the sake of playing. Right. And then you're not really focusing at all, or you're not really clear on what you're trying to get out of the practice session. And so really you could probably get just as much out of that 10 hour practice session in a five hour or even a three, or I would even strongly would say a two hour or one hour practice session than you could in that 10 hour, depending on how focused you were. So it's easy when you're binge practicing to start doing really poor practice. So unless you're just having a really good time playing, which is totally fine, it's probably just not necessary to practice for that long of hours, right? And the final con, con number five, is you could be exposing yourself to injury, right? Um, So you want to be careful about that. If you're a horn player, even if you're a guitar player like me, piano player, If you're practicing a lot, not stretching, not warming up, like, you know, we often forget about those things because we only think that's for athletes. But again, when you're stretching your technique and your fingers and your body like that for such a long period of time, you are opening yourself up to possible injury. I definitely know and have friends that have injured themselves, um, gotten carpal tunnel and just all kinds of issues that have come up, which literally just led them to not being able to play or struggle to play. And that's no fun for anyone that you're not playing your instrument anymore, right? So those are the cons, but this leaves us with a little conundrum, right? Because like I gave you some pros and some cons and the pros are actually pretty good for binge practicing. The cons are actually not so great. (laughs) So what do I recommend? Well, I first of all would just say that there's nothing wrong with doing some binge practicing every once in a while when you have the time, if you want to do it. Because like I said, there are benefits of it. So there's nothing wrong with it. But if we're talking about the vast majority of the people that I know listen to this podcast, which is you don't have a lot of time to practice, right? You have a lot of other things going on in your life, you know, then I highly recommend practicing less, far less, and not binge practicing. I even like to say that you could practice for 30 minutes a week and still make progress. And a lot of people don't really 100% believe me when I say that. However, again, if these are focused, goal oriented practice sessions where each one builds off of the other and you're giving yourself ample time to learn and grow within each practice session, it's definitely possible. Now, if you have more time to budget, is it possible to get better results? Sure. Like if you have 
30 minutes a day, for example, to spend, even better. If you only have three hours a week, that's great too, right? Any amount of time, like two hours a week, can be workable to learn and improve your jazz playing as long as it's focused, goal-oriented, right? As long as you're working towards projects such as learning a new jazz standard every single month or such as a learning part of a jazz solo or such as practicing your two five ones and how to improvise over them. All of those things are going to be vastly helpful for you if you're able to change the way you practice. So rather than thinking about the more is more approach, the less is more approach, right? Allowing your brain to learn and grow and consume new information is super, super important and super, super helpful. Okay. So no, I don't think binge practicing is a horrible thing to do. I just think that it shouldn't be glorified like it often is within the jazz community and thought of as necessary to improve in jazz. I would way rather you set up your practicing for a more sustainable future where you're able to continue long-term, improve long-term, and therefore have funner and not put so much heavy weight upon that improvement and upon that need to practice more. All right, that's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Do appreciate it. I hope you learned something today and hope you take action. By the way, if you need help with your practicing, especially if you need help with practicing less and how to make a lot of progress with less practice, definitely check out the LJS Inner Circle membership. Uh, That's where we learn one new jazz standard a month. We also have lots of courses on all kinds of stuff that are focused on goal-oriented step-by-step practicing that will help you get actual results. So check that out, lgsinnercircle.com or... You can find the link in the show notes, or if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can find the link in the description of this episode. And uh, yeah, we look forward to having you if that's something that you find would be helpful for you. We're going to be coming out with a great episode of the podcast this next week, so make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'll see you back then. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.